Let's turn in God's Word to this song, Solomon chapter 8. Song of Solomon chapter 8, and we'll read the whole chapter, verses 1 through 14. Chapter 8 and verse 1. These are God's infallible words. Let's give our attention to Him who speaks. Oh, that thou wert as my brother that sucked the breast of my mother. When I should find thee without, I would kiss thee, yea, I should not be despised. I would lead thee and bring thee into my mother's house who would instruct me. I would cause thee to drink of spiced wine of the juice of my pomegranate. His left hand should be under my head and his right hand should embrace me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that ye stir not up nor awake my love until he please. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved? I raise thee up under the apple tree. There thy mother brought thee forth. There she brought thee forth that... Bear thee, set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is strong as death, jealousy is cruel as the grave, the coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath of most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be contempt. We have a little sister and she hath no breasts. What shall we do for our sister in the day when she shall be spoken for? If she be a wall, we will build upon her a palace of silver. And if she be a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. I am a wall, my breasts like towers, and was I in his eyes as one that found favor. Solomon had a vineyard at Baal Haman. He let out the vineyard unto keepers. Every one for the fruit thereof was to bring a thousand pieces of silver. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. Thou, O Solomon, must have a thousand, and those that keep the fruit thereof, two hundred. Thou that dwellest in the gardens, the companions hearken to thy voice. Cause me to hear it. Make haste, my beloved, and be thou like to a roe or to a young heart upon the mountains of spices. Those are God's words. Here the affections of Christ and the church, His bride, are as strong as ever. In this last chapter through verse 3, the church continues to desire a greater and more intimate communion in fellowship with Christ, and she charges the rest of the visible church to not interrupt her communion with Christ, verse 4. And in verse 5, there is an admiration others in the church have for the church's dependence upon Christ. And the church then, through verse 7, begs for Christ, her bridegroom, to confirm their union together by His grace 
to confirm it by sealing it. Much like we see in the sacraments. And then through verse 9, the bride, the church, intercedes for others also that are part of that bride, but younger. Speaking here of the Gentiles, including uh, in the bride by faith. And yet here the little sister, described as the little sister. Verse 10, the church pleases herself with knowing she belongs to Christ. And through verse 12, in Christ she is a tenant in His vineyard. Servant. And then the last thing from Christ, Christ speaks in verse 13, He pleads that His bride would often come and let Him hear her. To let Him hear her. And so then verse 14, the church begs Christ that He would come quickly to be with her. Which is a great way to end. It seems the Song of Solomon. He would come quickly to be with her. So here again, friends, uh, we're taught of what our love and what our uh, communion with Christ ought to be like. But further, the charge to you, uh, especially there in verse 13, as Christ comes and pleads that He could hear His bride, then that encourages us, that calls us, it's a charge to us that He wants to hear you. He desires to hear you. He loves to hear you. And so, children, we often talk about uh, how Christ wants to hear you sing in Matthew's Gospel and, and in the psalm, quoting the psalm. Uh, I think it's Psalm 8. Uh, he loves to hear the children sing. We'll get to that. But so too all the bride. He, for all of His bride, He loves to hear you. And so we come and plead that He would make haste in communing with us and returning to us. And what should we do? We're charged here with praying. He wants us to pray unto Him. He wants to hear us. He wants to hear our singing. He wants to hear our worship. He wants to hear, we could say, hear our obedience to Him and service to Him as workers in the vineyard or tenants in the vineyard. And so let's please Him. Because the bride loves to please Christ. Let's pray. Gracious Father, thankful once again for Your love for us and that love that You show us, especially in Christ Your Son, our Savior and our Lord and our Bridegroom. We're thankful that we are taught in this book how much He loves us. And really, uh, more so than any other book in Scripture, where His love for His bride, the church, is the sole topic. And we're thankful for this. And we love this book as it teaches us how we ought to love Him. And how we ought to desire greater intimacy and communion and fellowship with Him. And teaches us how to have communion with Him as we come together to worship You, the living and true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. To pray, to sing, 
to listen to You and how You love us in the Gospel and in the sacraments. And and so, Father, grant us the means of grace, the Word, the sacraments and prayer, and even the fellowship of the body, which we ought to often in our conversation and fellowship be discussing Christ. The Gospel should be on our lips. And the things of Your Word ought to be on our tongues. That we would commune with Christ all the more. And grant us a greater desire for Him, for our Lord and Savior and our King. We must confess that we are often cold or lukewarm in our love for our husband. Just like the many worldly marriages we have. And that is to image forth Christ in the church. Father, we pray that You would strengthen our marriages, that we would image forth Christ in the church, the real relationship of Christ in the church, a greater love between spouses and amongst us here, that we would love each other all the more, even in the great difficulties, times where we might disagree, we pray that we would submit to Christ and that we would love one another. For you have first loved us and granted us this great privilege of being image bearers Not only of God, but imaging forth marriage and this intimacy and communion that we have seen in this book. And so grant us that. May it be that husbands long to hear their wives and that wives long to be with their husbands, longing longing for them to come home and to be with them. Give us those longings, those desires that are godly and righteous, and cause us to honor and glorify You, and show forth the Gospel and the great privileges of what it means to be a child of God in union with Christ. Father, we pray that You would make us godly prayers, fervent in prayer, unceasing in prayer, And that we would call upon You for the sake of Christ Your Son, in His name by and according to Your will, and for Your honor and glory. We pray that You would cause the children here to sing. We're thankful for the, the, the some that do. We pray that many more would raise up their voices in praise to You. And uh, Father, we do pray that You would also cause all of us to sing Your praises. For You have given us tongues, every single one of us, the ability to sing. Even if we can't hold a tune, even if it sounds terrible to human ears, it is precious in Your sight. And we're thankful for this. It's not based on skill, but it's based in the heart. For You desire our hearts and the plucking of our heart strings to honor You. 
Father, we do praise You for this congregation. We're thankful that You have gathered us together today and uh, answered our prayers. You've brought Tim home safely. You've brought uh, Larry here again, and he, he's feeling better. We're thankful for this. And uh, Patricia's here with him. We're thankful um, for even littler things, we might say, uh, uh, providing a, a vehicle for the Gordetskis. Uh healing bodies and strengthening your people. Father, we pray that you'll continue answering our prayers because you're the God who promises that you will hear us and answer us. As we just heard, that you long to hear us in Christ, your Son. And so answer us according to your will. Father, we pray that you would raise up more elders and deacons for this congregation. And uh, Father, that that means very clearly that the men of this congregation must be growing in knowledge and love for You and cause them then to focus on growing in love for You and knowledge and piety, righteous lives. And so grow us, grow all of the men here, but also the women to be godly women as we've read through First Timothy and heard not only of the men and but the women too, of what you long for, and so grant that to your people. And uh, we know that those who desire to be overseers desire a good thing, and so put that desire in the hearts of the men here and those who are called, and yet we don't know who they are yet. Grants your wisdom and discernment in these things to your elders. And uh, Father, we pray that you would raise up from amongst us that next generation of elders and deacons. We pray also that you would provide for us financially, that you would grant to us uh, a meeting of our budget that we agreed to meet, even though it might seem beyond us. We pray that You would provide. Uh, We pray that You would provide so much that we could seek to plant another church for we desire Your kingdom to grow and expand and the Gospel to be heard by more people in different places and that the nations would come to Christ. The Gentiles, all the fullness of the Gentiles would come in that the Jews would hear and believe again and uh, return to you. And uh, Father, we're thankful that you uh, saw fit, even though we don't know exactly how right now, that the, the, the other side of the children's room in the back uh, in the hallway has been carpeted. We're thankful for that. I pray that we would be a great blessing and servants to this congregate, this church here that owns the building uh, to serve them and uh, finishing the carpet and where, the, where they desire the rest of it to be put down. And we know that's a lot of hard work for those who have already helped in that. And we pray that You would grant the strength and energy necessary and the safety and health uh, knowing there's dust uh, regarding that, uh, Father, we pray that you would keep your people safe. 
And those who might be sick today, I'm not sure who they are, but Father, we pray that You would strengthen them and cause Your people to return and worship You. And those who are not here, those who are forsaking the assembling together of Your people, we pray that each one here would be moved to encourage them in Christ towards love and good works by meeting here, by being here. And so grant us uh, even the filling up of every chair uh, and uh, that we could add more rows and all for Your glory. We don't desire any of the glory. We just desire that the Gospel would go forth and that we would hear and believe that many and all people would worship You. Father, we pray that You would show mercy to us. We are sinners. Forgive us of our sins, many sins that we've committed, and those who are downcast, who are struggling in faith, struggling body, encourage them in Christ today. For this is the Lord's Day, a day that we celebrate the good news of Jesus Christ and His life and His death and His resurrection and His ascension and even His session as He sits now as King over all for our sakes and as head of the church. And so grant us hearts and bodies to worship You today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.